Hey guys, and welcome to episode 35 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome to episode 35 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Hope you're well. Uh, and as always, hope you're doing good. So, last week's episode with Dax Moy, all about neuroscience, was a banger. And this week's one is no different. It's with Dr. Richard Hunsler, and it's all about blue light and how it affects us. Now, most people don't realize this. We talk a lot about different um, different uh, frequencies like uh, Wi-Fi, uh, radiation, microwaves, etc., um, being bad for us or causing, you know, being, not being good for us at a cellular level, disrupting our, our hormones, etc. But people don't really talk much about blue light, or they don't know much about blue light um, and how it can affect our body, especially in a negative way. Well, it's one of the things that um, it's one of the things that is actually contributing to a lot. A lot of health problems um, because people are under artificial light for f- far longer than they used to be. Um, it's got to the point now where where girls, young girls, are actually having periods f- f- quicker because getting to be quicker because their body thinks that they're actually there before they are because of the amount of artificial light they're under. The body's used to being under so much light before a certain age, and the fact that they're under artificial light for so much of the year is actually bringing on periods quicker along with a few other factors that's one of the reasons anyway but t- today's interview with dr richard Hansler is a crack and i also just wanted to say to you that this this interview is one i pulled from the ar- archives um so it's one of my first interviews i ever done uh, when i back in the day a few years ago so um forgive me if it's a little bit more rusty than the usual version but anyway here he is Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, guys. I'm just here today with Dr. Richard Hansler, and he has his own website, www.lowbluelights.com. He's got a PhD, and he spent, I think it's the last 43 years as a senior scientist, uh, and he's been educating the world about the dangers of blue light. And he's worked for NASA. He's written four books, uh, um, another weight loss gimmick, maybe not. Uh, Heroes of Cancer Prevention Research, Great Sleep Reduced Cancer, and Pregnant New Baby Needs Sleep. So it's a real honour to have him on our show today. So welcome, Dr. Hansler. Very happy to be with you. So just for the people um, out there, some may not even be that familiar with the term blue light. What? How would you explain what blue light is for us? Well, light is made up of all the different colors. White light is is a combination of uh, red and uh, yellow and green and blue. And uh, the blue is the uh, shorter wavelength photons. And uh, it turns out that the body uh, responds to the blue light in a very different way than it does to the other colors. There are special sensors in the eye 
that are called uh, intrinsically photosensitive retinal ganglion cells. It's a fancy name for the cells that control the body's rhythm. The nerve fibers from these cells, rather than going to the visual cortex, where vision is produced, they go to a part of the brain that is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, another big mouthful, but it's the part of the brain that is actually the internal clock. All living things have the ability to keep track of time. It's quite amazing. And uh, the uh, time-keeping system in some of the smallest creatures in the world, the fruit flies, is very similar to the clock that we have in our brain. It works in a very similar way. Uh, but this clock, or internal clock, it's also called the circadian clock, keeps track of the daily activities of our body. It's called a circadian clock because it, it uh, has a cycle of about a day. Cir circa meaning about and day. So circadian means about a day, like 24 hours. So when we evolved, we were creatures that worshiped the sun, and we still do. We're creatures of the sun and of our Earth's revolution. So in order to keep our bodies in sync with when it's light and when it's dark, we've developed this internal clock. And uh, the way it works is when we are exposed to light first thing in the morning, especially blue light, these sensors that I was talking about uh, provide the information to the internal clock and it resets the process. Now, 12 hours later, this clock will send a message to our pineal gland, which produces melatonin. Uh, melatonin, uh, most people are aware that that's the sleep hormone. It's a naturally produced material that is produced by the pineal gland. When it enters the bloodstream, it sends a message throughout the body that night is coming. And the body does a lot of different things at night. Uh, one's internal temperature, for example, drops so that uh, we cool off during the night. And this lets all the chemical processes slow down. So all of our organs and uh, throughout the body are controlled by this material melatonin when it flows throughout our body. Well, it's, it's an awesome answer. I, I think it, it's um, it's probably uh, gone to quite quite a lot of detail there for people. So, when you mention melatonin, um, and that's linked to well, people say it's produced in, in the evening as we go into it, back to going into our sleep, melatonin, serotonin. So, would this blue light stop the production of melatonin? Yes, that's where the problem comes in. What I've described is what would happen in darkness. When we evolved, we had 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. 
But since the invention of the electric light, all these electric lights produce not all the different colors of light. They produce red, yellow, orange, green, and blue. And it's the blue light that we've been talking about that affects these special sensors. So that if your eyes are exposed to blue light in the evening, in the hours before bedtime, this stops the body from making melatonin. And this is where the problem has arisen. For many years, we didn't really know there was a problem. Uh, partly it was because the early forms of electric lighting uh, were much lower in temperature and didn't produce very much blue light. The old carbon filament that Edison developed made relatively little blue light. With the arrival of fluorescent lamps, more blue light. With the arrival of LED lights, even more blue light. So the problem has gradually grown worse uh, through the uh, decades as various forms of lighting have become popular. And the fluorescent lights and the LED lights are both pretty bad as far as producing blue light. Now we have one other thing. We have all these screens that we stare at all day and all evening long that also produce lots of blue light. Um, and it, it's the dealing with this problem that has been my major effort for about the last 10 years. Now, melatonin is very important for sleep, but it's also a very important health-promoting hormone. Yeah, so if we can go into that, I mean, I, I know um, you said, I was one of the points you actually touched on it there, that people nowadays are constantly um, on their phones or staring at a computer screen late into the night, uh, generally, um, as a way of distraction or talking to people on their phone. So this is going to play a, have an effect on them producing melatonin. Um, so what happens if you stop producing that melatonin? What are the health um, side effects? Well, there are a number. Uh, the one that was discovered first um, was a study that was done by Dr. Schernheimer at Harvard in which she looked at the incidence of breast cancer among nurses that had worked night shift. And uh, she found uh, that nurses that worked night shift for many years had about double the incidence of breast cancer as nurses that did not work night shift. And this has been borne out by subsequent studies. That study was uh, done in 2001, and uh, since then she's done other studies and has found that not only is breast cancer affected by light, but the incidence of colon cancer is also increased among night shift workers, and uh, men don't escape either. Prostate cancer is found to be much higher among uh, men who work night shift. And uh, again, it's thought that the lack of melatonin is uh, 
is responsible for this. And the reason that we know it's the lack of melatonin is a bunch of studies that were done with animals, particularly mice and rats and hamsters, in which they found that if they removed the pineal gland, which produces melatonin in these experimental animals, that they tended to develop cancer much more readily. But if then they added melatonin back into their drinking water, this prevented the formation of the cancers. So it's pretty well tied to the fact that it is the melatonin that has a big effect. There's a secondary effect that's been demonstrated, again with animals, that simply disrupting their schedule so that uh, they may still have melatonin, but their, their circadian clock keeps getting changed. They found that their incidence of cancer goes up. The exact reason for that is not very clear, but it is an additional factor to keep in mind. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that probably most people don't tend to, um, probably don't even tend to realize how important uh, thing, uh, like melatonin is um, and how blue light actually impacts it, um, impacts so much. So you touched upon um, mothers there and it can be extremely dangerous for them. Um, and... You say you can, I, read, I think I read somewhere that you said that it can um, new mothers are really are the most vulnerable to blue light. Is that correct? Yes, pregnant women have to be aware. Many pregnant women, pregnant for the first time, may experience having to get up at night for the first time in their lives. And if if a, if any of us, when we get up at night, turn on a light. This will shut off our supply of melatonin. Now, for a pregnant woman, uh, she's already a little bit uncomfortable because of her pregnancy. And uh, if she, when she gets up at night and turns on a light when she goes to the bathroom, uh, it will shut off her supply of melatonin so that when she goes back to bed, she may find that she has difficulty going back to sleep. And if she has difficulty, then she may turn on a light and read for a while. And this will really mess up her melatonin. It will perhaps cut it off for the rest of the night. And when she goes to bed the following night, uh, this turning on the light, and we mentioned that your circadian rhythm gets set, reset every morning by exposure to light. Well, if you expose your eyes during the light, your body thinks it's morning. So now you've screwed up your circadian clock. So if this happens night after night, then the, the pregnant woman has more and more trouble sleeping. Uh, she has trouble going to sleep because her circadian clock is messed up. And... Uh, this also upsets the baby because the baby develops the circadian rhythm. So if the baby's circadian rhythm gets messed up, now you have both of them in trouble with their daily rhythm, and this can lead to depression. And uh, this is a serious thing for 
many, not many, but some women when they're pregnant will suffer depression. If that happens during pregnancy, then it's almost for sure that she will also have depression following the birth of the baby. And this is even more serious because depression following the birth of the baby can lead to lots of problems. The, uh, makes it, if the, both the baby and the mother's circadian rhythms are, are, have become upset, uh, the baby will have trouble sleeping on a regular basis. Uh, this compounds the problem for the mother and for the father as well. Fathers can also develop postpartum depression. Um, so, and we know from some horror stories that very bad things have happened as a result of women being in depression after the baby arrives. So it's important for pregnant women to avoid getting into a problem. It's just a matter of a few simple things. Simply have to avoid exposing your eyes to light at night and uh, develop a regular pattern of going to bed and getting up. Uh, if you do that, you can probably avoid having any problem. Um, or if they have to go up and go to the toilet, not putting on a light, <laughs> for example, just getting used to that darkness. And uh, it might sound radical, but generally your eyes do adapt, and if you have to go to the toilet, you just got to try and find your way in the dark, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, the good news is that you don't have to get rid of all light. All you have to do is get rid of the blue light. Right, okay. This is what our company has been about for the last 10 years, is providing people with light bulbs that don't make blue light and eyeglasses that block blue light. Right. This way we can uh, help people to avoid the problem. Uh, the orange glasses that we sell block all of the light that's known to be the main suppressant of melatonin. Okay. So Kent, um, do you also sell uh, covers for iPads or iPhones or for screens, for etc.? Do you, do you sell things like that? We certainly do, and uh, I would warn people that there are a lot of them out on the market that claim they block blue light, and many of them block just a little bit of blue light, the very shortest, but that isn't the part that causes melatonin suppression. So if the filter doesn't look at least yellow or orange, it isn't working. And uh, our filters, either we have two types, so one blocks a little more of the blue light than the other, but they both block uh, the part that's most effective in suppressing melatonin. Um, and people can get them at www.lowbluelights.com, is that correct? Yes, that's our website. Cool. Um, so you mentioned, so we've talked about the, well, um, said the 24-hour clock that we've got in our bodies, Carcadian rhythm, or if you want to say it in America. Um, so would you say for people, so when they when people buy these to cover their screens or when they're buying the covers for their iPhone, do they need them on all the time or is it just generally at night? Because you said that blue light is, is good for us in the daytime. Is that correct? Yes, the blue light resets our clock in the morning and the exposure to blue light throughout the day is, is helpful 
some studies have shown exposure to lots of light during the day actually increases the flow of melatonin at night. So we want lots of light, especially blue light during the day. But in the evening, uh, we want to maximize the production of melatonin. Uh, studies have shown that melatonin can flow for about 12 hours a night. And uh, that's what the goal is, to go back to what we did when we evolved. We had 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness, and uh, we want to essentially get back to that situation by using our glasses or light bulbs that don't make blue light beginning in the early evening so that we have a total of either being in darkness while we sleep or having our eyes protected during the evening for a total between the two of 12 hours. So would you say about 6 p.m. at night till 6 in the morning is a good time to have this? Yes. Okay, just clear that up because I know a lot of people. The question would be: So when do I start? Um, what time of night do I start with this? Um, so that's about twelve hours, so six till six, um, brilliant, or seven till seven, whatever time people generally want to get up for work, I suppose. Um, right. So you've also talked about um, this blue light preventing people from losing weight. Could you expand on that for us, please? Well, one of the things that's important in any kind of a weight, weight control plan is a regular schedule of getting up, going to bed, regular schedule of eating. And it's been shown that people that stay up late in the evening being exposed to, to ordinary light their body is being stimulated by that light and they tend to eat more. So uh, this is part of the solution is to get into the equivalent of darkness in the early evening and you'll find you're not so hungry in the later evening. You may be able to stop having that rate of the refrigerator or the fridge as you people call it. <laughs> So, we call it that most of the time too. Actually, it's not strictly required for your size of the lens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, it's it's once again it's the knock-on effects of of melatonin. It's quite a, has quite an impact on how how we how we can how we live our day-to-day -day lives, really. Right. By having melatonin, your body temperature starts to drop. Your demand for food will be reduced and you'll be able to avoid having that midnight snack. Uh, in general, weight loss is thought to be associated in many cases with a mild form of depression. And again, by staying on a regular schedule, uh, getting plenty of sleep, people are tend to be happier. And uh, being happy is part of the the ability to stay lean. Oh yeah, I'm massive advocate of that. Uh, um, people don't well say in today's world where everyone's quite stressed, working long hours, and they've got to get things done. The rest and recovery and relaxation, and especially sleep, has seemed to take the back seat. And this has led as well. There've been studies showing how it's led to diseases. Um, 
increase in certain chronic diseases and as well as you say people gaining weight um, if you're not in that if you don't give your body that time to restore and recover uh, you are going to have problems Um, and one of the things I've I've always said to to people my clients is when they go to sleep I try and tell them to have nothing electrical in the room whatsoever because the skin can generally what, what I've read from quite a lot of different studies is the skin can generally pick up any sort of light form and also having a completely pitch black room um, is just the best for having un- uninterrupted sleep. Um, I don't know what, what you think about that, but it tends to work really well with, with people I deal with, having that pitch black room. And especially, because if they do have anything electrical in their room, it's generally their phone or their computer, and if they get a message through, they go and check it, and then the whole thing, the whole... Uh, Melatonin not being produced, etc. It all, all, all goes um, on from there. So, generally, I, I completely agree with what you're saying there, and I think a lot of people need to stay out on board to stay away from those lights at, at night if they can. You've also mentioned that you're you're studying how this light impacts Alzheimer's, um, um, and how, what have you found in that in that study so far? Quite interested to, to hear this. How it affects what Alzheimer's. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I've been studying that a lot in the last few months, and uh, there's a lot of evidence that melatonin, uh, while not very effective with an actual full-blown Alzheimer's condition, uh, will slow down the gradual depreciation in the years ahead of the actual arrival of Alzheimer's. There's a... a condition that many older people have of what they call mild cognitive impairment. And it means they have memory problems and um, uh, frequently that's the main symptom is uh, forgetting things. And uh, it's been shown in studies of sleep deprivation that uh, this increases the memory problems. So improving sleep will be part of the solution to the problem that will help you avoid losing your memory. And uh, uh, again, by maximizing melatonin, we think the, the brain is actually improved by the amount of melatonin that gets into the brain. The, um, the fluid that bathes the brain has a higher concentration of melatonin than the blood. Uh, there's a direct entry between the pineal gland and the brain, and the pineal gland essentially injects uh, melatonin d- directly into the brain, and melatonin has been shown to be very beneficial to nerve health. Uh, the reason it is so effective is that it's a powerful antioxidant and it's one of the most powerful antioxidants in that it, uh, it counteracts uh, what are called free radicals. They are produced by the oxidative process and the brain burns a lot of oxygen Uh, and therefore you have a lot of these free radicals in the brain 
and melatonin chemically essentially wipes them out so that they can't damage the nerve cells. So a lack of melatonin means that the brain can become damaged. And this is another important reason for maximizing melatonin, particularly for people that are getting older. Now, some older people have a reduction in the amount of melatonin produced. And in some cases, it may be important to think about supplementing with melatonin. But until, unless you have some reason to believe you are not making your own melatonin, it's probably much more effective to maximize your own melatonin by avoiding blue light in the evening. Okay, um, just just going to touch on that. I was I was actually going to say um, there is actually I think Dr. McCullough makes a very good melatonin spray that you can put under your tongue. Um, a couple of sprays and um, and people I know have used it have said it's it's worked wonders. People who work as you was talking about night shifts or cab drivers etc. that are working late or even DJs if they're working late they can take that and they say they're gone in a matter of, of minutes, really, which is quite uh, remarkable. So what can, what would you say are your top tips or what can people do to really get themselves um, in the best possible situation where they can be producing the most melatonin? Are there any foods they can maybe eat before bed or as well as the light or time, time to go to bed? Is there any, any what, what are the tips that you, you give people? For people that have the opportunity to live a very regular life, that's probably the best thing. Uh, simply going to bed, say, at 11, getting up at 7, putting on our glasses at 7 in the evening, or putting light bulbs in your family room, wherever you spend the evening, that don't make blue light. That's what we do in our house. And... Uh, that way we think we're uh, getting the best chance of staying healthy. So I just want to say one more thing, which was why do they need to make lights with blue light in it? If you can, if you can, or I don't, just a question, maybe I'm being uh, naive here, but if, if your products that you make are used to dim out this blue light, or you can have light bulbs about it. Why do they put blue light in if they if they do know the consequences of it? Well, the lamp manufacturers are starting to respond to these health needs. Uh, lighting Sciences in Florida came out with a light they call the Good Night Light, and that is a light that has lower amount of blue light. Unfortunately, it still has quite a bit of blue light. The light bulbs we sell have essentially no, no blue light. Um, GE just uh, a few months ago announced what they call the Align series of lamps. Uh, they make an Align AM and Align PM. And the Align AM has lots of blue light and the PM version has relatively little blue light. 
But again, it still has some blue light. We think it's better to have no blue light. But uh, at least they're beginning to respond. And uh, actually, Lighting Sciences is now putting warning labels on their regular light bulbs, warning people that uh, using ordinary light bulbs can have biological effects, some of which are detrimental. And then they refer the person to a website where you can learn about the problem. Um, your, your website has got quite a lot of information on that, hasn't it? I can guess. Lowbluelights.com. Lowbluelights.com. It's got quite a lot of information. I think um, you even got questions on there regarding cancers as well. Is that, that's correct, isn't it? I think you I'm have, sorry? I think you've even got um, uh, quite a few uh, questions that have been answered about cancer and blue light. Is that correct? Right. I think uh, the, uh, the concern of many people with using ordinary light is this, we think is, well, protecting the eyes from blue light is important for sleep, and sleep is important for health. There is the direct effect of melatonin on cancer, and that's particularly breast cancer, colon cancer, and prostate cancer. All three of those have been shown to be negatively affected if you don't have enough melatonin. So it's uh, it's quite essential then. Um, I think it's this has been extremely valuable for me, uh, especially people listening. So I'd like to thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add on on the topic? Um, anything that you'd you say to people to to be aware of, maybe in the future, or anything that you're uh, you want to to mention? Well, it sounds all very complicated, but really the change in lifestyle can be very simple. All you have to do is to buy some light bulbs that you can put in your family room where you spend your evening, and that'll take care of the problem. Or if you don't like that solution, you can buy glasses that you can put on every evening. And they don't interfere with your evening activities because they only block the blue light. This is a characteristic of our glasses compared to some of the ones that you see advertised that also block the other colors. So I thank you for the opportunity to let some of your your followers know about the um, importance of light at night, and I thank you for that opportunity. No worries, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I think this sort of information... um, which can be, as you say, very, very simple to apply and uh, needs to be out there. And um, anyone who's listening, I've mentioned it again, www.lowbluelights.com is, is Richard's site where they sell these light bulbs, um, these eyeglasses and covers for your iPad or your iPhone or any other Android phone that you've got. So if you want anything like that, jump over to his site. And you'll be able to get And one more thing, if I could, is I've written five books on the subject. Yeah, five. Oh, five. I thought you'd written four. So I've got here, which I'll put links to, um, another weight loss gimmick, maybe not, Heroes of Cancer Prevention Research, Great Sleep Reduce Cancer, Pregnant New Baby Needs Sleep, and another one. One more. What's another one? 
the most recent one is Silent Killer. Silent Killer, okay, brilliant. And when was when did, when did you do that? Recent. Sorry, say recently. It describes the uh, evidence that uh, using light at night, ordinary light at night, is doubling the incidence of breast and, and uh, prostate cancer. Really? Doubling? That's quite damning. That's why I called it Silent Killer. Silent Killer, yeah. It's all in, it's all in the title of the book, yeah. It's brilliant. Um, so if you want to get a copy of them, are they are they on your site as well? or? Yes, they're available from our site, or you can get them on Amazon as, uh, and also as Kindle. Brilliant. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm pretty sure people will be interested in reading uh, those, especially that last one. Um, so thank you once again, uh, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And as research goes on and as a topic, you explore the topic more, I'd be very interested to maybe hear some more about um, how it impacts Alzheimer's and any other research you're doing maybe in the future but otherwise thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and speak to me and to the audience it's been a brilliant talking to you thank you so much no worries Richard bye now bye now so guys there it was Dr Richard Hansen all about blue light I'm sure you've learned as I always say I'm sure you've learned a hell of a lot and there's some Real good topics that we touched into. I know it was quite a technical one today, um, and we went into a lot of things. So, as I, said, as I mentioned before, you can hit up Dr. Richard Hansler and his website, or you can hit me up at www.reviveyourself.co and contact me there. Any questions you've got, and I'll be happy to answer them. Um, as always, I'd like to mention our free four day mini course, which is at www.reviveyourself.co too. So, anyone you know, or if you yourself are dealing with any gut issues like IBS, Crohn's, celiac, if you're dealing with skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, acne, chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, um, anything to do with your thyroid, depression, etc., whatever it is, any chronic issue, then that course is for you and it's just going to teach you how to help yourself. Okay, guys? Otherwise, that was episode 35 of the Rabbi Cell Podcast. This is Ryan Martin and I'm saying stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.